he all out effort every play, um, and, and he would be the first one to say it's not just about him up front. Uh, so really unselfish, but but he's put himself in position with his hard work in the off season to to really become a force. And you know he has um, to me in every game he's been that way. It just so happened his numbers, you know, uh, and those opportunities shot up a little bit on Friday night. And if, if he doesn't make some of those plays, well maybe on the other side and. In Blake's case, uh, you know, we've talked about Blake and, and rising the occasion uh, with the opportunity that presented itself for him in this in the in fall camp, and you know he's been he's been very consistent as well, um, not only with his place kicks but but also kicking the ball off. Uh, his ball placement in that game with their dangerous return game was really important, and he got a tackle as well in addition to the, the two field goals that he made. So, you know, pleased that they both. Um, garner those off those those honors and you know um like i said i think it was something that was probably a few weeks coming for both of them maybe kind of expanding on the lessons just a little bit he's kind of came in this role as a freshman as a skip to be um you could just maybe expand on how the impact he has on the team that you know so young and yeah i think going back to the spring and, and talking with, with bj robertson at the time about blake's potential i think I think in Blake, DJ saw you know a lot of ability. A guy that was probably um, a kicker after being a safety and a receiver and all the other things in, in high school. So his his ability to potentially take off as a, as a kicker um, was in front of him. And I, I think that's part of Blake's makeup is that you know growing up he played a lot of positions, was a really good soccer player as well. So it's you know, um, he's a competitor, and I think he's confident, believes himself, and, and technically he's just getting better and better. So, and, you know, the opportunity, I think, wasn't too big for him when it was, um, when it ended up being his. And, you know, that goes all the way back to that Wyoming game when he, you know, jumped in and made the go-ahead field goal in the fourth quarter that was 50-plus. So, um, and he owns, you know, he hasn't been perfect, and he owns his mistakes, and, and those type of things, and, and I think just mindset-wise, uh, you know, to say he's far beyond his years, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe where I see him right now, and maybe that's part of just uh, his development as a, um, as a football player, not, not just a, uh, a kicker, I guess. Okay, we're really starting to get those, those details, the, the technicalities of the position ironed out. I suppose so. I, I, you know, he again, he wouldn't have been perfect in that game, but I um, – you know, he shows up certainly in the pass rush side of things, but I think where he's become better and better is spending run. You know, being gap sound, trusting his teammates, that whole thing. And then, you know, to say he's perfected his pass rush, I don't think that's the case, but he's, he's becoming harder and harder to block each week. And, you know, when we can get teams chasing the sticks, chasing points, and, and you know, turn him loose along with the other guys, but that certainly has played in our favor, and hopefully we continue to do that. Extremely difficult to to block, but what is the next step for him? He still has well, I think it's uh, you know it's it's fine tuning everything. I, I, he's improved against the run. Um, he's made some big plays against the run. He's also found himself you know out of his gap at times and, and those types of things. So it's it's eliminating those things. I, I know Daniel's um, he's critical of himself, and you know, and, and I'm I'm certain each week. Uh, you know, he's getting patted on the back, but the things that he's doing incorrectly are getting pointed out too. So, 
you know, um, our whole our holding line, under, understanding just how it all fits together, I think, is growing each week, and, and he's certainly a big part of that. Which stood out most Well, uh, you know, it was one of those games that probably wasn't this, uh, you know, a lot of times it looks different on a next day. This case was a Saturday as opposed to a Friday night. Um, it probably looked like you thought it did a little bit. I, I think defensively, both sides you know, really controlled it. I think the, the field position um, wasn't in our favor the whole game. I thought special teams-wise, we, we neutralized them pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think offensively, uh, you know, when you look at the stat sheet and you see that, that we were 1-14 for 14 on, on third down, um, and then you see you dig a little bit deeper. That's that's a collective uh, first down, second down production, production, and then third down. We weren't in the greatest third down situations. We were backed up a lot. Um, I think offensively, you know, we didn't play real well, I, I, and I didn't suspect that we did walking off the field. Um, I, I knew we were able to, you know, to make mount the one drive to tie it up. Um, you know, move the ball a little bit, both those opportunities we had with the turnovers to, to kick field goals. And ultimately, we finished on the field at the end, getting the first down, but plenty to clean up there. Um, and certainly part of the that equation, the credit goes to Weber State. You know, I, I do feel like they're they're one of the better defenses in this conference, and then they have been, and they, they will be, I think, when the dust settles at the end of the year. But plenty to clean up there. I think defensively, um, you know, we bounced back from a really well-executed drive that they had to start the game. And, you know, we're put in situations more times than not where they had the ball at midfield, essentially, and just were able to come up with, you know, stop after stop. Um, so, you know, you you take the good from what you see on both sides of football. You take the bad, and you, you need to get better, and you need to point everything out. I think that's the biggest thing. You win a game like that. You can't just gloss over the things that uh, um, didn't go your way, and I, I think we did that um, as we reviewed the film. And you know, now we're on to the next opponent. Early in the week, but what Well, I think you know you look at their record. Um, that's one thing you look at a couple of their games. I, I know they upset Davis a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know they played Sacramento State very close, and they've had a couple of games that haven't gone their way. So they're very capable on both sides of football. They have uh, big play ability on offense. Um, I think the one stat that it hasn't gone their way, they're minus nine in the turnover margin. And, you know, we're plus 12. So there's no real secret to that that's working really well for us and not for them. And I know in the Davis game, they were really on the plus side and they were able to convert those, those takeaways into scores. So, they're dangerous on both sides. I think both sides of the football, you can see continued improvements. Um, now they've played better home than away, but you know we got to count on their best effort, and that's what we're preparing for this week. What would you say for the biggest reason or reason for somebody who runs up the middle this season? Well, I think I think you put on any of their games leading into our game. Anybody that wanted to run sideways didn't have a lot of success. Um, whether that was Utah, JMU, um, Cal Davis, you know, if you try to get lateral, it's proved a couple of times when we we tried to get outside that those were pretty minimal gains. Um, so, you know, you, you know, the teams that have had success has been more at them, you know, using motion, using 
um, your tight ends as uh, you know, it's not really misdirection, but it's a form of misdirection trying to lose their eyes. And, you know, we just didn't have as, as much success as, as we had hoped for. And that there's a little bit of uh, point of attack, um, finishing blocks at the several, second level. I don't think it was really uh, Isaiah, Elijah. I don't think it was to, to their fault. They just didn't have a lot of great opportunities. I, I know they had a couple early. Um, we had a couple perimeter blocking penalties, which, you know, every one of those um, stacks up. I know that. But, um, you know, there was also probably a, um, a read or two where the ball should get outside with our quarterback that didn't happen. So it's it's not that all these calls are designated to go um, up the middle and we're just trying to beat our head against the wall. It's not that. It's just the way it played out. Um, credit to, to Weber. Um, we have to get better in those situations. I think it's a conscious decision to, to think that Weber State had been very good against defending perimeter runs. Um, I think more than anything, you know, I think we look back and said we probably should have thrown the ball more. Um, that's probably the bigger criticism, I suppose, than the amount of runs or how we ran the football, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's just throwing the ball more. I mean, it wasn't super successful either, it was, so, but there, was a, there wasn't a thought of we need to limit passing. You, you, did um, you know, I, I, think, I think you look at a team like Weber that's a, a man team primarily, I mean, a heavy man team. Um, there's not just those easy gimme throws a whole lot, um, you know, and, and we didn't we didn't challenge him downfield. That would probably be the biggest thing. You know, we really didn't have a downfield opportunity until late in that game. Um, we threw one to Willie, uh, and, and that came up short, and we didn't have any times. So, you know, there's probably a couple play calls where the ball could have found its way to Lance on the perimeter, but because they happened to play zone, that particular play, it didn't happen. So, you know, I, I think it's it's one of those games in a tight game when I you know when I know you're calling I've been there, you're calling plays and you don't want to be in second and ten because this team, you know, defends the pass pretty well. And then on the flip side, when you run it in and you're now in maybe second and eight, that doesn't solve all your problems either. So you know, and then we got the lead, um, and I know you're conscious of, of protecting the football once that happens. Our defense was playing really well. Um, not that you absolutely know that seven points was going to hold up, but there, there's a sense that it could. So I think there's a lot of factors that go into it, and it'll be a good learning experience for, for all involved. Um, you got to play better. We probably, um, you know, could have made some adjustments differently, but at the end of the day, we want it and we can learn from it, and um, and we need to learn from it. How important is a guy like your line guy been here a while and kind of provides the same presence? Yeah, Lewis uh, um, is a real steadying force, and now he's been able to play that left tackle position. Um, I think the position that he's probably most suited for. I know he's played inside a lot, uh, been the guy that was kind of the fixer as far as where, you know, play where needed over the course of his career. Um, but I really think he's he's coming to his own at that position, in addition to being a captain and a leader. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, from all I could tell, it's, he's been, been there every day too, so incredibly durable. Um, and we'll need him to continue to improve his play. I, I do think how he's played this first half of the season 
is um, a step up from where we saw him in the spring. The spring was a step up from where he was in 19. And, you know, um, I think he's he's got potential down the road to keep playing football too. And I, I, I think, you know, for him to accomplish some of those goals, I think the last half of the season will be really important how he plays, how he continues to improve. What about him makes him even better suited for now? Well, I just think he's a tackle. You know, and tackle bodies are hard to come by. He's a he's got the length, um, he's got the athleticism. Um, you know, he's uh, he's quick-footed, and he's gotten he's gotten more physical too at the same time. Um, and then, as, and, you know, all those things add up to being able to, I guess, accomplish all the things that we ask in that position. Uh, but it's primarily you start with the length and the athleticism. Yeah, you know it's this it's this short window in time. It's one of the few positives probably out of out of last year that guys, you know, got an extra year of eligibility and if it fit into their um, plans in the grand scheme of things to get another degree um, and, and play another year of football, um, fit what they're looking for. It's uh, you know it's a great deal, and, and I know he was one clearly that that was you know both objectives were really important, being able to enhance his education and then um, play more football. And, you know, I think a lot of times guys don't realize the real, the real world's going to be out there. You know, enjoy being young while you can. And I know Lewis is one of those guys that certainly does that. Even Andre said that he wished he would, he would have done some things differently if he knew he had gotten three years. Was that a little tricky, I guess, for some of those? Yeah, I suppose. I know, yeah, Andre's fall academically was, was different. Um, you know, and I, I think – there was a lot of uncertainty how it all would play out. And I think for, for our guys, when the fall was taken away, but they still, still thought there was going to be a spring, you know, I don't know that they could really judge where their sense of fulfillment with their football career would be. I think that was really hard because I know we had some guys, um, I think it was three or four of them actually that had, were, were moving along like they had four of them, that, that they were going to be super seniors, but it was more, it was more about playing in the spring for them and being done. And they chose to just move on with their careers. Uh, um, you know, we have the four guys that are taking advantage of that sixth year. And, and we'll have guys the next uh, three years that will be positioned um, to be in that six-year mode. And it's, you know, the window will close them for that, uh, that opportunity. But, you know, it is, it, it is one of the few. It's not much positive that came out of 2020, but for those individuals, it uh, certainly is positive. Similar. Was this what did you make of RJ's return and, and, and being able to come back so so quickly from the first Yeah, I think him coming back as the, as time kind of went on, this was the game that, that he kind of marked pretty quickly. So it didn't surprise me that he was able to come back. Um, and then in certain, and we only played him on offense. I, I you know he was a valued member of special teams before, but we chose just to play him on offense, and he played well. And, and I think not only his presence by how he executes, but then the way he goes about his business. Um, you know, he's a he's not a super vocal guy, but he's vocal enough. And I think just him being around, whether it's practice or uh, on game night, um, 
you know, certainly was a was a boost for us. And you know, now I think is these weeks move forward, we're able to get him back on special teams, get on the on the field a little bit more. And he really showed no ill effects. I and mean, he's wearing a elbow brace, but really that didn't slow him up at all. Coach, okay, Doug Van Cummins this week. Um, what does it mean to you to just represent uh, causes bigger than the team? And if there's anyone in particular that you honor with wearing that Well, yeah, it's I, I think anytime um, you know we're on a we're on a stage where you know a lot of people. Um, look to us, look to our program um, to, to represent different kinds of like you talk about. And um, in particular, my mother's a breast cancer survivor. So that one's pretty near and dear to, to my heart. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great deal. And, and hopefully we can uh, get the stadium as packed as we had this time. This happens to be more pink than blue and gold. So. Will your mom be in pink? Yeah, she will be in town. Yep. Going back on the topic of injuries, no, but James making really good progress. Um, and I think we had, we crossed our fingers that the bye week would really be the, the time when he could move forward. Um, and he's, he's making progress. I think it's necessary that, for that to happen. And then Sam Grant, he went down. Yeah, he, he was back out there today. Um, he got, he got dinged up a little bit and he's had, he's had some, um, lower leg in issues that have, you know, caused him um, some short-term pain. I'll, I'll say I'll say it that way. And, and you know, he was out there practicing this morning. I, I think a little treatment on Saturday and Sunday. Um, he'll, be, he'll be fine. Okay, kind of, we're getting sort of nervous about the depth of our next position. To... Yeah, you know, um, we lose James. We insert Tyrell back. Um, you know, we don't get James back. And then Eric's down. Uh, Miles Jackson had been, you know, a guy I think in. in spring and fall that was making some real progress and he was he was down the first part of uh you know, the season now he's back so i you know I, I think it's part of the deal i i think miles is in it hasn't played any any real he's played some game reps but not any you know real action as far as when the game has been in balance and he would be the next man to go and i he was, he was ready to go um but you know ideally a couple weeks down the road we'll be we'll be back to full strength so we'll see what i do Nate, any other injury updates as well? Nate Stewart. Yeah, Nate Stewart, uh, you made me much like James. I, I think, you know, I, I think he's making progress, has practiced or has been on the practice field. Um, you know, easier said than done. I think you can get to the point where you can move around and walk around, but to get out and run and cut, um, and that's that's a little bit more of, of a thing to work through. You know, I think in some ways, like Tyrell was out of practice for a couple of weeks, but really being game ready took him a couple of weeks. I, I, I think that Nate will be kind of in that mode while he's practicing. Um, he's not quite there yet. I, I know Ryan Davis uh, was, was out there, so we did have Ryan back, and we didn't really suffer anything moving forward from an injury perspective. So, um, again, you know, where we're at seven games in um, with a bye week in front of us, you know, you, I think we'd feel pretty good about where, where health is at. Um, you know, that was a physical game, so, so there was no question, you know, Saturday we were we were pretty beat up, um, pretty good numbers in the training room on Saturday and Sunday. I think the flip, the flip of having that Friday game is you do have another game to, or another day to heal up for this week's game, and, you know, I thought we had, you know, good energy, good spirits, good movement, all those things this morning. And so far down the uh, touchdown, played in the game that didn't go, and then he also passed out yield up when you had a lead in the fourth quarter. Um, I guess 
Yeah, I think the the touchdown when we got inside the one um, early in the game, I, I think, you know, we made a good play on third down to get inside the one. Um, you know, that one goes great. It doesn't go well, they're backed up. Um, I think the, you know, let's go in order, I suppose, the pass was the next one. I, I think what I had suggested is, you know, let's, you know, we're not, we need to move the ball here. You know, now was it a downfield pass or an intermediate pass that would have served us better? Probably an intermediate pass that we caught and, you know, we kept the clock moving. Um, it didn't happen in that case, but I know we had thrown on first down, I think, the series before a completion of Jaden. So I, you know, we needed to find a way to stay in the field and, and um, you know, stopping the clock was not ideal in that situation, but, you know, we, uh, we went for it and it didn't work. I, I think the fourth down, um, you know, it, it, as we, you know, it was maybe a little bit of the offensive coach and me trying to create some momentum for our offense. Um, you know, up six, um, pin them down, not getting, you know, in hindsight, not getting the, the first down there probably made more sense. Um, you know, and, and maybe at the same time with how our defense was playing and how our offense was playing to put it in the defense's hands, pin back. But, you know, I, No, I, I think, um, you know, I think in that type of game, it's just it's saying, hey, we're, we got this lead, but we need to get first down and, and I, I, to some degree by any means necessary. I, I think that, that that's a general suggestion. I, I think as much as anything now, um, that means throwing it down the field at that point in time, not necessarily, but, but finding a way to, to be positive on on first down and not worry about second and ten. I know in that situation, the clock stoppage um, was the, the greater issue than the second and ten. Um, I, I realize that, but you know, I think we still have to be aggressive enough in those situations, trust our guys enough um, that we need to, you know, find a way to move football. Um, and we just we weren't uh, very good at that in the second half. Um, with way too many three and outs, and, and those are things we have to correct. Um, and if correcting it is given, you know. Um, a little better sense of freedom to throw the ball on first down. I'm, I'm all for that. Coach, last question about the pink out game. How, how do you feel like for the type of causes football provides a light or hope of people who are going through a time? Well, that's a good question. I, I think, um, you know, a football game, an event rallies so many people of, of all, all types, um, whether that's um, race, sex, whatever, uh, age, I mean, everything. So I think it's, it's an event where, you know, um, so many people can identify with it. I, I, I think, and I, I look at our football team and, you know, we become such a cross-section of society that, you know, there's so many different things that have affected um, our football team collectively. And if, if you can... If you can harness that for good, um, I think that's a real positive uh, outcome of, of what 
what sports brings. You know, it's certainly the, the, the event on the field, but if you can, you can shine a light on different causes, I, I do think that's really part of our, part of our mission, I, you know, and, and this is just one of them. You know, it can be a bit of a personal matter, but I'm wondering if you can share even a little bit about what, what you're about. Well, it's, fortunately, it's a long time ago. Um, if I did my math correctly, 20, 23, 24 years ago, I just began coaching, um, you know, and in, she was fairly young at the time. And, and um, you know, I think it's something that certainly scares you as a, as a family and it's, it's a hard situation, but, but she was resilient through it all and has continued to be. And I, I know um, she hasn't had any issues for a long, long, long time, but it's always something that you're acutely aware of. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I think any time that your, your family's um, touched by cancer uh, of any form, it's, uh, it's a bad deal. Um, my father-in-law passed away from lung cancer five, six years ago, you know, so I, I think it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that are, you know, of all the things that medical side of our, this, our country and everything is figured out, cancer's you know, unfortunately been one that hasn't necessarily happened completely. I know that the success rates are going up, but um, not in the case, so but that answers your question. Did football provide... Um a light and a positive for your family to listen. Oh boy, I can't remember. I don't know. Um, I don't. I, su I suppose. I think my, my dad was still coaching at the time. My brother was was playing. I was coaching. I I suppose it uh, it did to some degree, but that was still um, took a backseat. Last question on the topic, but even though you know I'm sure every year Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I, it's it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. I don't we don't think about it much because she's had such a good um, string of health, I guess. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I, I think and and we've been away. Uh, my family's been away from from home now for going on seven plus years, and so I think you you certainly appreciate it. She just turned seventy um, this month, so uh, yeah, it'll be great. To have, and they've been out here quite a bit, so happy. Uh, this weekend in particular would be pretty special. Yeah. One more question about the Beaver game. Just, uh, what did they do on that 97-yard opening drive, and what, what, how did you guys kind of um, – You know, I, I, I think the biggest thing – two, there was two things. Um, they were able to take um, free access passes. I mean, they really – they turned some hitch throws into 15-yard. Um, I think two of them, there was a scramble throw in there that was a 20-plus, and then they got inside the 20, and they – they hit two runs on us that we really didn't fit correctly. Um, it was as simple as that. So what we were able to do is switch up our coverage a little bit to not allow those, those easy throws, those quote-unquote easy throws, because I know one was Shadid, and right up, I think that was the first play of the, the game. That was maybe an off RPO, but that was his longest offensive play of the, the game was the very first play. Um, and there was a couple more in that drive, and they didn't we didn't get him a third down. I think, you know, that – pretty telling right there. Um, so, you know, whether it was what they had scripted kind of matched up against our defense really worked. Um, we were able to make some adjustments out of that. You know, and I think that's twofold. We took away some of those easy throws and we fit our runs correctly by and large as we went uh, went through the game. Credit to our credit to our defensive coaches for making adjustments. Credit to our players. I think the one thing 
that we've shown throughout the seasons, we don't have a group that panics. Um, ultimately, teams that win games and win championships are teams that, you know, bad stuff can happen. Um, you find a way through it. You don't panic. You believe in each other. Um, you believe in your coaches. You trust the plan, all that kind of stuff. So I think that was the, that was the great thing to see about our defense is, okay, that just happened. Can't change it, but we can change what we we're doing moving forward. And I thought our guys really responded well. Coulter, do you have anything? Yeah, hey, Coach, can you hear me okay? You there? Hey, Coach, can you hear me okay? Coulter, are you there? I am here. Can you not hear me? Oh, oh, now can you hear me? There you are. There I am. Press the right button. Okay, good to go. Uh, a couple things about this uh, upcoming weekend, Coach. Uh, first, I mean, Idaho State, one of the charter members of the Big Sky Conference, uh, just like Montana State. So obviously a lot of people that follow Bobcat football, follow Idaho State football. This is sort of a traditional rivalry in the Big Sky Conference. As, as somebody that's sort of new to this league, how do you sort of compartmentalize that sort of thing when you do have a, a matchup against an opponent that a lot of people around the state have their eyes on? Well, I think you look at a map, um, it's easy to see this is a this is a big game. I mean, outside of uh, – University of Montana, they're our closest rivals, and, and I know um, played for a long time as just charter members. I know they, uh, you know, we recruit, they recruit a lot of, a lot of the same kids. I, I, I think it, you know, all that comes into play, and you know, um, anytime we got a conference foe coming into our stadium, it doesn't matter maybe who it is, but I know the ones that are a little closer, it probably sparks a little bit more interest. So. You know they've um, they've had their ups and downs this year, but I, I I recognize those ups with the win against Davis and the close loss to Sacramento State more than anything. So our guys have to be ready to go. I know I asked you early on about uh, your evaluation of uh, your coordinator, specifically Freddie Banks, but now that you've had a couple league games, I guess half your league schedule already under your belts. What do you thought of Coach Banks and just the confidence he's got that defense playing with? Yeah, I've been very pleased and. and you know, I think the whole staff has really worked well together, and it's, um, you know, it, it wasn't that simple. Uh, you know, none of the guys had, had worked with each other with the exception of uh, Coach Daly and Coach Reisinger work, working together in a different system. So for, for them to come together and um, for Freddie to lead, lead, but also, you know, be able to, you know, listen to the other guys as well, um, and then for our players to – to really learn a completely new scheme. I, I know there was some carryover with some coverage ideas and that type of thing, but, but generally it's a, it's a new way of doing things. And, and, you know, I go back to that first scrimmage we had back in April and it wasn't very pretty, but, you know, I, we'd set, set a standard and our guys, I think from that point forward understood exactly what uh, our defensive coaches were looking for. And, and I know this, um, the, the coaches, Coach Banks, to, to lead it up have held them to an extremely high standard, whether it's playing with leverage, running the football, um, being assignment sound. And I, I, I know that's showing up on Saturdays and in this case a Friday. And I, I think we've, we've been able to make in-game, in-game adjustments um, to some degree in every game that have helped us along. I think our plan has been varied every week um, while, you know, making the, making the offenses feel like, they maybe know what, what we're doing. We're maybe doing something else, even though it comes from a similar look. So I think the the way our guys are playing was my 
was my hope and my expectation, um, but but very pleased with where we're at seven games in. I know that Idaho State's played a bunch of quarterbacks. That's sort of the story in the league this year, with the exception of, of your team. I guess there's a couple of guys that have uh, been able to, to maintain. But, um, I mean, when you do both the Idaho State specific, but also just broadly, when you have a, bo- a bunch of film with a bunch of different quarterbacks, how does that affect the way you prepare defensively? Well, I think it's a challenge. And I, I look back two weeks ago to Cal Poly when, you know, the two guys that, that could play were both young, didn't have a lot of film, and were completely different. I think that was really a challenge. And, um, I, you know, this, this past week with, with Barron coming back, and he was, he was different than, you know, the guy they'd played in the interim. And they, they also played, you know, um, Cooper, I think, was number eight that they'd come in and run the football with. Um, challenging, in, in part because Barron only had a couple games. It was a game and a half, really, of film. You know, this situation now, I know Hayes has played the last several games. Um, you know, guy, Coach Tyler Vanderwell was their, their guy coming in. It appears that Tyler – is will continue to be out, um, but we'll have to be ready for his return. And, and like I said, I you know Hayes, I think has played pretty well for a young guy out of uh, out of Cody, Wyoming. He's done all right. So um, you know they they've instilled some confidence in him, and you can see uh, you know he's playing beyond I, I think his experience right now. I know you mentioned after the game on Friday that uh, maybe you beat Weber State at their own game. And part of that, you know, when you get a lead in a game like that where it is sort of a test of wills and, and your defense is playing so well, how do you get back then, though, to being uh, offensive-minded or, I guess, being aggressive offensively and really trying to take shots and, and all the stuff that you guys have done so well the first half of the season? Well, I think you just got to learn from it. Um, you know, every every game does not play out like you hope. I've, you know experienced that over the years. I, I think you you have a plan, you get into a game, um, whether it's you're a little off, uh, they're a little on, um, you get in a game like that and you recognize certainly by halftime that they're going to have a tough time scoring on us. Um, I think all those things come into play. And, and you know, I think for, for, for Taylor, for, uh, for our offensive staff, um, you know, it's just to continue to instill confidence in our guys. Uh, you know, we have we have playmakers, and I think that's shown over over the long haul this year. Um, and I, you know, I like to think the long haul represents us more than you know the four quarters um, in Ogden the other night. But you know, it's, it's still about preparing and, and having a good plan, and the guys really believing in the plan and executing it. And that's what we were tasked to do this week, and you know, find a way to um, step away from that performance on Friday night. Two more for me. I know one uh, coaching or uh, talking, excuse me, to Rob Fennessy. I know when they first hired Byron Hout, former defensive line coach for Montana State, that they liked his knowledge with the familiarity of the system that they run defensively. Uh, so, do you see some crossover there? I know Idaho State is running an odd man front primarily, and it seems like maybe they have some similar principles to what you guys used to do defensively. So, is there any sort of thing you can take from that in terms of preparation? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, and Byron going down there, they are a multiple front team, much like um, we were here before. You know, I, I suppose in particular maybe for Coach Armstrong, Coach Potter, there's there's some things that, that they can draw. Um, well, I don't see a direct reflection, I, I suppose, with what they're doing as a complete cold defensively. Um, you know, there's some things probably that can be pulled out front you know I appreciated my opportunities to, to sit down with Byron it wasn't uh it wasn't that he couldn't coach it just wasn't going to be a fit for us moving forward it was more of a 
you know, completely a systematic decision to, to make that change. So, you know, um, happy for Byron that uh, he landed down there and we'll look forward to seeing him competing against him um, this weekend. Well, and last thing then on that note, I mean, as I'm sure you already realizing, but as you'll continue to coach in the league, there's so many crossovers with guys who used to coach here, used to play there, and there's a lot of Montana, Montana State ties to Idaho State. So what do you just think of that dynamic, the fact that there is so many uh, crossovers, especially on coaching staffs uh, within the Big Sky Conference? Yeah, it's probably the nature of it. You know, uh, coaching can tend to be – regional in your movement sometimes or at least your comfort level and and you know this is such a a great league and this part of the country is such a great place to live I I think that's a big part of why coaches choose to you know if they're out out one door they they choose to open one one other in the league and and that's um, again it's a testament to the the quality of football play in this this league the quality of life in this part of the country and um, it it does add another element to each one of these matchups for sure. Thanks, Coach. Sounds good. Well, I, these primetime games are a little easier to at least have on in the background than a, a Sunday afternoon game. So, yeah, I, I think with our preparation last Sunday, um, it was certainly on more in the background um, and probably the same could be said for tonight. But, um yeah, Josh is having a uh, – and the Bills, they're having a heck of a year so far and really proud of how he's continued to develop, to, to take on um, all that he's taken on and, and, you know, being surrounded by, a, I think, an organization that really supported him from day one. I, you know, all these young quarterbacks aren't blessed with, I think, the same level of uh, belief and support that he got, and then he's – paid it back though he's continued to work and, and get better so um yeah really happy for josh and we'll have it on in the background tonight hopefully they can find another way to win all right thank you guys. Yep. a hurtful question here <laughs>